0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode from a Lancashire Lass. Today my guest is Nicola Stewart, founder of Equestrian Fitness. She is a movement and fitness specialist for equestrians. We chat all things about keeping healthy, exercise tips, equestrian fitness and also some really funny stories. This is such a great episode. Joining me today is Nicola Stewart, founder of Equestrian Fitness. Hi Nicola, how are you today? Hi Lucy, I'm all right thank you, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Why don't you tell my listeners a bit about yourself and why you decided to set up equestrian
1: fitness okay uh so yeah my name is Nicola uh I I do fitness specifically with equestrians I'm a strength and conditioning coach I also do sports yoga and equi um so I focus predominantly on sports performance so I do train uh muggles as I call them too uh but they tend to be like golfers triathletes that sort of thing and I have the odd sort of as I call them, everyday athlete um, who just wants to be fitter and perform better at life. Um,
0: I feel like so, I'm yeah. in that category.
1: Yeah, yeah, you are the everyday athlete.
0: Yeah, I train <laughs> with Nicola once a week. She's very good, so I'm glad I fall into the everyday athlete category. Sorry, carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been going for almost 10 years. Wow. Um, I know, it's scary, that. Um it was a bit of an accident, to be honest. I used to have a proper job, as I call it, in the legal profession, and I wasn't massively into fitness until my very early twenties, when I had um, a back problem, um, and I was in a lot of pain. And I said to my doctor, "I don't, I don't want the world. I just want to be able to go to work and ride a horse." And he said, "Then you just need to get fit and stay fit." Um, that's- that problem <laughs> like the, the P department at my school do not know who I am and <laughs> um, so, like who so I went to the gym and I started with yoga and then I kind of got into it and then from there I just out of nowhere took a night class at the local college in sports massage don't know why I really actually still don't know why I just did mm-hmm. like a college Force or something, um, I absolutely loved it, just loved it. And then from there, I did a sports injury course, absolutely loved that. Got massively into like how you like, you know, how people in pain, you have problems, movement problems, etc. How movement and exercise can help that. I just found it fascinating, and obviously it helped like me with that as well. And then from there, obviously, I was still doing my full-time job throughout this. I was chatting to the teacher and sort of said, oh, well, I'd really love to go back to uni and do, like, I don't know, physiotherapy or sport therapy, but I've got a mortgage to pay and stuff. I can't just quit my job and go back to uni. And she said, why don't you be a personal trainer? And I was like, because I'm not that fit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to military boot camp three times a week. I think you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I still didn't, I still didn't perceive myself as, you know, super fit, of, like the people that you imagine that are personal trainers, because I'm, I'm just a regular person, you know? Um, are you regular?
0: You, you're not, you're not, you're definitely not normal.
1: <laughs> I just mean, you know, I just, people are like, wow, she's in shape. I just look like I might have been in the gym occasionally. So... One day, I kind of pondered it. One day I came home in a foul mood from work. Someone must have really upset me, which they did frequently. And I just, in a rage, booked a personal training course. I was like, I'll show them. <laughs> so I did. And I went and did my personal training course, had the best fun ever. and was like, yeah, this is actually what I want to do. Uh, but sort of specialising in movement and, you know, fixing wonky bodies, as I sort of say. Yeah. So I did a set up and then I think I set up, got my first client in the February and I still have her to this day.
0: Oh, very good.
1: Um, left my job at the end of June, the June to go full time and that's what I've been doing ever since. Ten years, wow. <laughs> um,
0: Did you have like a love of exercise before the doctor said that to you or did
1: you, did you not? Absolutely not. No, I used to ride my horse. So it wasn't that I was like an absolute couch potato, but like I rode my horse, that's pretty much about that. And then when I was a kid, I used to do a bit of dance, but not, so I wasn't like a sporty kid. I'm absolutely hopeless at all sorts, all of them. Like I'm not kickable, throwable, catchable without some serious concentration. I'm just hopeless. I'm not a fast runner, I can run now, but I'm not a fast runner, I'm
0: just, I'm not a natural athlete at all, in fact, still. But also, you're like, you're good in the sense that you're very relatable, like you say, you said you're just a regular person, but you're very relatable, so like, if you're doing it, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do it, and like, everything sort of feels a bit more reachable than sort of, someone who's like, muscles galore, and does everything all I mean, the time is, at the gym
1: i do tell myself that that is my appeal that it's because you're relatable nicely. you're not intimidating that's why people like you like yeah. sometimes as you will well know lucy sometimes i demonstrate something and fall over <laughs> and i'm like, like that, but better that's that's what i want
0: yeah yeah no you are you are good i i enjoy my my sessions apart from when a burpee is thrown in there then i'm like it's not happening <laughs> um so when you, you were talking about horses, for people who and listeners who might not know, why don't you talk a bit about like your background in horses? And we heard a little dog barking in the background. Why don't you talk a bit about your like personal life in that way?
1: Okay. Uh, see, I grew up on a, a small farm. My dad does uh, drainage and agriculture. So I've always had animals in my life like we've always had dogs and cats and then (laughs) I was eight at the risk of sounding like an absolute squad brat I got a pony (laughs) (laughs) so I've always had ponies and so they're just I mean I'd say they're a massive part of what I do they are literally what I do just horses and dogs and you know cats and just animals like I prefer them to people
0: you do to be fair that is very true she's not exaggerating no. <laughs> it's like
1: the, like the man in my life is not necessarily the man who lives in my flat and i refer to her as my boyfriend it's that little spotted pony i have called douglas he's the favorite man in my life
0: <laughs> i think chris knows that chris knows that that's fine um so then how many horses or ponies have you had in your life
1: Oh god, so many. I had a pony and a Shetland when I was a kid. and oh, we had a donkey. Mm-hmm. And then later on I got another horse on them for a little bit. And then that went. And then when I was what was it? 19 or 20, I went and got another I got like a another horse because my pony were quite old at that point. So I went and got a horse as in the first one that I went and bought myself. And stuff, so I had her for quite a while, and then now I've got two rescue ponies. Um, the two miniature donkeys we have, they are my boyfriend Chris's miniature donkeys. <laughs> They're very cute, but they are just rascals. And I have two little spotted ponies who are for carriage driving.
0: Oh, and what does that mean for people who might not know what that is, carriage, Um, and what you have to
1: do? We do, I mean, the aim, the ultimate plan is to do the sort of off-road cross-country that you may have seen at, like, either Horse of the Year or Royal Windsor. Uh Prince (laughs) Philip does the sport. That's that's where I'm aiming.
0: Yeah, Prince
1: Philip. Probably if it (laughs) is. But that's the aim. That's what that's what those little pogies are well. for. Currently, we're just sort of pootling around an arena and trotting down the road and stuff. But that's the plan.
0: Cool. I like it. And with your dogs, um, you actually fasten... Well, I'll let you explain it, how it's meant to <laughs> sound. But you sort of fasten yourself to them and then let them run. But you don't fall and get dragged. You actually run with them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I've been this morning, actually. I did. It's called Cross as a sport, it's candy cross. But yeah, so I wear like a belt around my hips, and the dog is attached to a bungee line. And I mean, I run with colleagues, so in reality, yes, I just try and stay upright and breathe. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I run with the dogs because I just, as I said before, I'm not a good runner. I'm not a natural runner, and so if the dog can just sort of drag me along and I go along for the ride, then. I'm up for that. I've just I've no decided to
0: run on my own energy. I just not 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 want to get involved. What about um your business then? So is it are you a PT at a gym? What is are you on in your own premises? What's the setup? I mean, I know the yes. setup. I'm not pretending. Yeah. To
1: um yeah, so I based at my parents' farm. so I've got, well I, I've got a studio there, but now we've just this year t- taken the time because currently we're outside under a barn roof so mm-hmm. that we can sort of socially distance and all that, which has been very useful this year because we've been able to train outside for quite a lot, but we haven't all got wet because there is a roof. it's just very open and cold. So we're expanding now and we've converted what was, originally a cow shed, was then my stables, is now going to be the gym. So I've got a gym here as well, coming January Feb next year.
0: Cool. And also what's really good, because it's sort of not at a gym, is that the equipment you use, and you've not got any of those sort of big weight machine sort of things. It's all creative ways to use like our own body weight but also like dumbbells and you've got a oh my gosh what's it called like that big long
1: pole that yeah you know. <laughs> yeah the yeah.
0: pole. Barbells,
1: dumbbells, <laughs> that sort of thing, gym balls gym. uh yeah I don't I don't have any machines so it's all like using your own body.
0: And but using yeah and using like your own body for cardio as well and things that that I didn't even realize like originally I'd think oh going on a treadmill's cardio but um like kettlebell swings which is when you have a kettlebell and and you swing um that that's like a very cardio a cardio thing too um which I have learned recently um what's your favorite exercise to do then
1: um depends I, I do like as i've lifting heavy things and putting them back down again so i like <clears throat> of like bed lifts, um, like overhead pressing and a high pull which is probably quite difficult to explain if you don't know what one is but sort of like start at the bottom floor and you use your whole body to kind of come up into like a just standing up with high elbows yeah I, and everyone them i love them if i ever ever make people didn't like oh god no not these and i'm like I love these I'm like, oh, yeah that's they're sick. maybe i am
0: <laughs> as well though like well back when i was training at the studio there's you always put like groovy music on and i think well music and i remember that um like, like you said, because you go, because you're a dancer. Well, you were, and obviously, I'm a dancer. And if there's ever a song that maybe I might have done a a dance performance to in 2006, or if you'd have done it way back yonder, <laughs> then we just like bust out these random dance routines, or or what is the one way what you were saying the other day when you um when like you're stretching and then like I'll do it with a very balletic arm or you will and sometimes other clients will be like what are you what are you doing Nicola what is that
1: yeah do, do we need to do the flourish not necessarily but it's when he, someone which you would always do wait for the beat to drop before you started you'd be like I'm just gonna wait and then the and it's... I actually thought you were gonna go somewhere else with that about the music then hmm I can where you meant huh the Sean
0: DePaul it. <laughs> <laughs> Sean DePaul. Yeah, well I was going to a Sh- <laughs> I was going to a Sean Paul concert and I think I must have turned up on time, as I always do for <laughs> my sessions. And I <laughs> and I think that um I was like, oh, I'm going to see Sean Paul on um whatever day, can we listen to some of his songs? So then she's typing in and she's like, do I type in Sean Paul or Sean Dapol? And so now whenever we listen to songs, like, or Jason Derulo does it, or like, what's that other one? Um, DJ Khaled, when he's like, DJ Khaled. And it's like, yeah. you we just know who sings it. We're like, pretty sure that's Sean Dapol or pretty sure that's Jason <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought he had like, you know, a little accent in his name
0: the apostrophe paul, <laughs> D- paul. <laughs> yeah um yeah like uh oh, listeners might not know because they can't see this but nicola is such a character she's actually she's quite <laughs> very funny with her humor and i feel like this is just a scaled back version because of that it's not an 18 plus rated podcast but when she was saying that um about sports that she can't do um I held a charity event last summer and it was a bounce <laughs> a, a bounce-a-thon so we had people bouncing on um bouncy hoppers so Nicola said she'd take part did you do three kilometers or one one kilometer I think you did
1: I like forever whatever it was forever. and so it was about
0: it's the laps of a field and no one the whole day no one had burst a bouncy hopper and I don't know how you managed it you burst a bouncy I, hopper and were just on the floor
1: I was on the home state as well we took so long because obviously my friend who I won't name I won't out her but <laughs> every time stop, I'd turn around and she'd fallen off again she was just like hopeless oh, and, and then, then, like, oh, and then yeah. could finally get La- lapped by 9 olds constantly i was watching them for tips i'm like how are they so fast what are they doing and then we get to the home straight and i was going for it and then the ball went down and my lovely boyfriend chris had to gallantly run and get me a spare one oh, so you, that I could...
0: you can't have your balls going and down. Yeah
1: my life and fitness they're all wrapped up there in a lovely outing in public of like yeah this is how good she is at fitness
0: um so you also do classes as well you don't just do PT in so for me like obviously I'm not a horse rider so the um training isn't specifically for that it's more to sort of well, at the moment, we're building my bum. We're trying to get a bum like Beyonce, which is going quite fun. But um, it's just to keep me well, generally. But <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> but what is um what happens in your class? Like, who are your classes for? Uh,
1: yeah, my classes are for riders. We're in small groups, and I have two different kinds of classes. I have one that is strength and conditioning class. So that is your barbells, your kettlebells, that sort of thing. And then I have another class, that ordinarily when we're inside is sort of yoga or based Currently, it's a bit random because we're outside in a barn, So doing lots of work with like bands and stuff like that and just mixing it up just to keep us all going till we're allowed back inside again.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask... Oh, sorry, go on. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to ask you, how has the pandemic been for you? Obviously not being based in a gym, it's probably worked a bit more to your advantage, but how has has it been?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's not been great, but I think I have very little reason to complain really because compared to some people, I've actually been all right. I was really lucky when we first went into lockdown that the majority of my clients all just went straight to Zoom. Um, I did my classes online and stuff and we sort of just rode it out as it were and then when we were allowed to sort of open back up again again like I say because I've got the outside space but with a bit of a roof over us so it's completely open but we don't get drenched
0: Mm it meant that I was
1: able then just from then be be outside and like the barn is really big so my classes are only ever four or five people so there's loads of room for everyone and so yeah I think like it's not been ideal and I've been very stressed this year but I think like I say so lucky like just nothing to moan about because compared to some people I've just sailed through really.
0: Yeah I mean I went online via FaceTime on um, beginning of March so that's nearly a year probably 10 months 11 months when this is this podcast comes out and actually the, the experience is well, obviously, like, you're not there in person. You've not quite developed your own holographic person yet to come and transform into the into okay. the house. Huh? I'll get someone on it
1: or I'll send a cardboard cutout.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, obviously, I can see what you're doing on it and then you can watch what I'm doing and, like, correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that... um
1: I not see. When you're skiving and then you think I can't see, but there's a mirror behind you.
0: I never skive. <laughs> I... Oh, I didn't realise you saw that. <laughs> I'm going to re-angle my camera. <laughs> no, I think um, I think it has worked well. And obviously it's kept me being able to exercise and it's kept people's sort of mental health good because exercise is good for that. Um so I think that's also good and also like you getting your gym built outside like you said so that's like a good like a, a good string to your bow as people are looking for like safe places and stuff um so if someone wants to like start riding or maybe is riding what kind of exercise do you focus on because I see a lot on your Instagram it's like the position I'm gonna sound like I'm really sick with because I don't know how to ride but like it's about the positioning <laughs> on the on the saddle am I right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So what kind of position is a good position on the saddle? I don't know why you're laughing about that. that there's no innuendo there.
1: <laughs> um, a horse rider has to sit with what is called neutral spine. Um, and <laughs> so that is a, a full neutral body really. So it's, we call it shoulder, hip, heel. Should all be in a straight line. And the reason for that is because when you line up all the joints in mutual, they directly stack on top of each other, which means they are better able to absorb force. So it puts less strain on the joints and ligaments surrounding them when they're sat on a horse trying to absorb the movement of the horse. So that is the ideal position. Mm In terms of being like fit for riding, as it were, Mm -hmm. um, I'd say you have to have no more than an average amount of flexibility. So you just need a regular range of mobility. Not, not like us. <laughs> um, you need a fair bit of stability. Um, and so that's not just necessarily being strong as in for strong sake. Your body has got to be able to hold itself while it moves. So you need to be able to move through ranges of motion but stay quite stable um, and you need good proprioception which is a fancy word for body awareness so you need to know if your left leg has moved back or your right hand has moved out so although that sounds really complicated in terms of being like oh my god how on earth do I train all of this mm-hmm. I see a lot of that is like yoga or it's what I guess people would call functional training so full body movements whether that's without weights or with weights, it is kind of like just thinking about getting your body to work as a whole unit rather than focusing on, because a lot of it, people say, well, you need a really strong core. Well, Mm -hmm. strong core is a great start, but if you can't use that core whilst moving an arm and a leg on an unstable surface, then it's not going to help you. It needs to work, your whole body needs to be able to work as a team. So training for riding off horse should involve you using your entire body. Through different planes of motion.
0: So, what kind of exercises do you do for that? Like, can you give us an example of one that might
1: help that? Um I've got a few, but they're probably quite complicated to explain via a podcast, but you could always just Google them. Um one that you could do with like zero weight, you can do it weighted, is a Turkish get up. So mm-hmm. that's when you, I'll explain it briefly, but I'd probably just type it into YouTube and someone will actually show you. You start lying flat, you sit yourself up, you put hand down, you come to like a kneeling position, and then you stand yourself up, and then you reverse it and go back down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you side, so that requires some mobility, because you've got to be able to move the legs and the arms, mm-hmm. quickly, because you will fall over, and the body, because you're moving from up and down. So yeah, that's quite a simple, don't mean easy.
0: And have you, do you find sort of when these people are in your classes that there is a huge sort of or a, a slight transformation in their riding? Does training the whole body, like you said, really affect their riding in a good way?
1: Yeah, I mean, because of obviously the riding, the, the horse is obviously quite a big part of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure in terms of like, if you did like a full, I guess like a, a fitness style before and after, it would look like vast differences. It's more like um, being more symmetrical, symmetry is quite a big one. And I've had some sort of high level riders who were trying to do quite high level dressage moves that they can do perhaps to the right, but not to the left. And it's understanding why they can't do it one way and the other, and then getting mm-hmm. their body to that. Um, and then other things have been, I mean, it's, it's, it's silly things. It sounds really funny, I, but it's like, oh, today my horse took off with me and I managed to pull it up. Great. You didn't almost die today. Awesome. <laughs> or, you know, it, I didn't fall off today. Great. Well done, you. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> it's such simple stuff that we really ask of ourselves we manage to manage, just stay on and uh, don't let it take off. But I mean, and that sounds re- and it is funny a little bit, but that actually does make a difference. <laughs> if you're strong enough to stop, or like if your horse, you know, just as they normally do, one minute you're trotting along, having a lovely time and the next minute the horse is in the next way, you're like, where did we, we've just turned around because there was a bit of grass looking at you funny, apparently. Um, I can assure you it happens there's just no sense to them sometimes but if you're able if your body is able to react fast and move and stay stable with it that mm-hmm. makes a huge difference because A you haven't just fallen off and hurt yourself and B you're actually quite often then able to stop that happening again because you can feel it and you're already like ah not happening mm-hmm. and yeah it's big, little things like I can now it sounds silly ride a straight line it's harder than you think so it's been able to, I guess, sort of influence the horse with your own body, which might not look massive from the outside world if you don't know what you're watching. If you mm-hmm. do know what you're watching, it makes a huge difference.
0: Can you do um, dressage
1: or not? Uh, ever fashion. <laughs> I think it looks bits so bit. cute. I do bits to it I haven't, I haven't competed in dressage and I don't currently have a horse that would do dressage but yeah i can do bits of it i call it advanced schooling at home because i don't go out and compete so advanced what advanced schooling at home so i do a lot of what would be considered dressage moves but i'm just in an arena doing it on my own with no one watching having a lovely time (laughs) with my music
0: have you ever competed in any other type of horse
1: riding um not since i was a kid i mean I, I don't have a great record with this sort of thing because my pony as a kid was a horror i mean just a horror so no i've never done a huge amount of competing and um, hopefully the driving is going to be what i compete at yeah i did a little course and we did a little competition at the end of that course and i did get fastest lap despite having the lowest horse
0: hmm. <laughs> That's good. Um, so obviously, like, warming up when you want to exercise is really important. <laughs> is there anything mm-hmm. specifically that you should focus on warming up? Or um, is it just your whole body?
1: Um, I think it's, again, I mean, I say this a lot, full body movements. Like, it's like warming up and just standing there doing, I don't know, just circling a wrist is not going to, you know. Like, yes, if you feel the need to just circle your wrists, then yes, fine, do it as part of it. But in reality, it is, like, you know, using your whole body, like, you'll know we sort of do what I call T-arms, where you (coughs) open an arm and you rotate round. So you're opening the chest, you're moving the arms, you're moving the shoulders.
0: And I find that really good. So, like, listeners, if you are able and safe to do it right now, you, um... You put your arms out in front of you directly, both of them. And then say if you've got your right your right arm and then move your right arm straight behind you with your chest so that your chest is moving as well. Is that right? And then it gives yes. you a nice stretch. Follow the Hold. hand around. Follow the arm around, yeah. And then that always opens up your chest and helps you move. But whenever I warm up, which you always laugh about, <laughs> is and you know what's coming, is I always have to sort of crack my literally everything it's sort of like my neck my fingers my back my my shoulders (laughs) and it's like because you crack like we're both hyper quite hypermobile and so sort of you crack your bones as well and like we were saying this on Tuesday weren't we that there's no evidence you get arthritis from cracking it's just did you say air bubbles
1: yeah it's just air and sort of tendons moving like you shouldn't force yourself to crack it you know, just for the sake of it. But like I say, both me and you can just move things and they're like, and everyone's horrified because we think we've, they think we've just done something awful. But like my body just does it all the time. So I yeah. just like, as it does fit, do it. Like I'll get stuck, like my knee will stop until I then go back and then really click and then it's fine again.
0: Yeah. Or like, like if if I crack here whilst we're doing like virtual training sessions and then you can hear it and you're like
1: oh I felt that that was good (laughs) feels very satisfying I'm not gonna lie and I don't know why that is it's like I can feel it Like, oh that was so really
0: good if I did that (laughs) now yeah um and I was thinking because well I didn't realize you've been doing this 10 years um have there been any funny stories or anything you can share on along the way that's happened that would let our listeners
1: have a a good chuckle (laughs) I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I'm every day in my classes, predominantly just so we laugh so much. But so many of them are not repeatable for this because just absolute filth. A lot of them just horse riding, just terrible people. Um, <laughs> but um, I think I remember once we were out in the arena on. Uh, gym balls um, and you'll sometimes see on my social media and stuff and we were kneeling on the gym balls out in the arena so there's loads of space mm-hmm. um girls are there she's there she's done it next minute uh my mum had let one of the dogs out and this collie dog comes shooting through the arena bounces into this gym ball every single one of us shouts pheasant because that's what would happen if you were on a horse pheasant and i and no one will lie, she stayed on. It was incredible, but it was also so funny. Oh. And then when we, I had the spotted ponies in the arena once. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just, it could have been awful, but it was still hilarious. Mm-hmm. because I've got out a terrible humour. You've got such
0: a bad, not bad sense of humour, like, a, like a, a terrible, like you said, and also such a, a dirty man. <laughs> like, you could say anything to you, and I'd be like, like if I said, <laughs> oh I'm just oh, I can't think of something and you'd be like are you now <laughs> just yeah anyway sorry I interrupted what you were saying the story with your ponies out in the arena
1: out in the arena and, and again we just sat on gym ball and then just out of nowhere they went and they like out me class it's like this is why I trained horse riders and then I think probably one of the the best things that's just, it wasn't funny, it was just incredible. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just in a room full of my people. When we were all doing yoga, so no one's looking at me. They're all sort of like in downward dog or whatever they were doing. No one's looking at me. And then I just went to the left, out of nowhere, I got to the left, to the left, to the left, which is Beyonce. And I was like, well, that was just incredible, ladies. Well done.
0: Uh, I think it's really important when you go to like, exercise classes and that that they're fun as well. Like you don't want it to be like, oh, I've got to do this. Like it's always good to to be fun and like have good chat and good banter. Have you any funny stories about um, like life before you were a trainer? I remember you told me one, but about like someone powdering the nose. Can you repeat that one because that was really funny. Like going to the toilet. Do you know which it's one I so mean? Off. The one where no. like, the guy said he was going to the toilet, but then he said powdering my nose, but then he said like the wrong thing. <laughs> I feel like you can repeat this one. It's not rude.
1: <laughs> I, do, I do know what this is. Oh, that's funny. This was my, uh, my farrier's dad. And he said, in his <laughs> work, with a room full of women and he meant he was either going to say i'm going to powder my nose or i'm going to the gentleman's and he said i'm going to powder my gentleman's nose
0: (laughs) that's funny i feel like everything always is just funny with you and what happens (laughs) (laughs) um aside from the gym and your business why don't you explain a bit about what you and your boyfriend, it feels weird saying that, what you and your boyfriend sort of, well, it's not a hobby, what you do at Christmas with.
1: Um, you know yes, else? normally we, although we haven't done it this year, because there's just far too much going on. We normally do turkeys at Christmas, so we made them outside. So they're all free range and then that means the week coming up to Christmas, I have to run my business, pluck lots of turkeys and butcher lots of turkeys. We do the whole thing here and together. Yeah, normally we're doing that, which is quite weird this year. I feel a bit like I'm supposed to have done something. Like yeah. I've got lots to do. I feel like I have too much time on my yeah. hands.
0: I feel a bit like that now. Exams at uni have finished. I'm like, what What? what am I going to do now in my spare time? Um. Yeah. And it's also good. And I thought worth mentioning because obviously like it's important to support local farmers, local agriculture, local businesses, and sort of turkeys at a free range. And like, we've had a few of your turkeys and they're so delicious. And I think like, it's just good to support local and for you to like do that. And you know exactly where the turkeys have been, what you've fed them, like that they've had a happy life clucking Mm -hmm. around. Like, yeah, I think it's a, a, a good sort of Business adventure that
1: you do, yeah. How many, t- many talks do you
0: normally have?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we did we only do sort of small numbers because it's sort of like a friends and family thing. I think we did like 20 ish or something like that. But yeah, I've missed them this year. I have missed them because I'm used to sort of chatting to them every uh-huh. day. What do they ask? That's to- not- um I just like I just like I mean again risk of sounding like an absolute weirdo when I because we shut them in at night so that like a fox can't get them because I cannot deal with that sort of stress. So they've got like, a shed and stuff we've purchased in. Every morning I would go in, open the shed, put the door back and then come out. And then as you walk away, because they seem to be quite easy to just wind up a little bit, I'd just be like, fly my pretties fly, and they all come flying out of the shed and it's circle <laughs> I love every morning
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh i feel like you need to like recreate that with i just,
1: just get i would be chatting to them like when i'm getting them in at night and i'd be sort of like trying to round them up mm-hmm. and then i'd be like come on you over here you come on you and then i'd be like no no you can't do that and then realize that like somebody that works for my dad one of the lads would be like sat be the other side of the fence <laughs> just looking at me like why are you talking to turkeys
0: <laughs> oh dear <laughs> Um,
1: to my yeah like me. I was
0: gonna say your cat makes an appearance on on my training sessions a lot which is I love um I loved when she well you said like she'd been asleep and then the Facetime had started and then she'd woken up and she sort of just brushed her bum across the camera like yes I'm here
1: she knows what she's doing she she sees the mats or the uh holder for my phone and she's there she's like oh we're busy are we but she can ignore me all day until she thinks I'm about to get my camera out and she's like, time to go to work. And then she'll just terrorize me for the entire session or sit in front of the camera. Yeah, that's not helpful.
0: She's funny though, she's a funny cat, so sassy. Like what were you saying when she's like, she like calls you, Not, (laughs) not by name, but like she meet like scratches
1: to get your attention. Oh, she's such a princess, such a princess. Every time she loses her litter tray, immediately after she scratches the cupboard at the side of her litter tray until you go and deal with the litter tray, like immediately after, like you do not get a second and she's there and you can be sat there and you'll be thinking, I'll do it in a second. And she just makes a racket until you do it. So I can be mid-session, yeah. And she's like, shh, like, I'm coming. My, phones. my headphones have just fallen out.
0: Um... So what if someone in 2021's had a big, they've overindulged at Christmas and New Year and they think, I want to start into, I want to start exercising. What sort of things would you suggest they start with if they've never done anything before to build that? Um,
1: I think the first thing is, is because I'm not really like, as you well know, because I sort of specialize in movement and stuff like that. I'm not into fad diets or, Anything like that, or the sort of you know, six week transformation or anything like that, because I just think if you're going to, if you're gonna, if you want to get fit and you want to lose weight or get healthier or whatever, it has to be a lifestyle change. So you can't just go for it for six weeks and then be like, then what? Like, that's when people get unstuck. I think you try, they try so hard and it's like you are doing the right thing, but you actually can't sustain this forever. So it's start small. pick something that you like in all honesty like there's no people ask me all the time like what's the best exercise to lose weight what's the best exercise for this the best exercise is one you're actually going to do yeah so if that's just going for a walk like Mm -hmm. three times a week for half an hour if you actually stick to that and you're still doing that in six months eight months 12 months time then that's better than going i'm gonna go to boot camp every single day and despise every minute of it because you won't still be going in six months it's pick something you like and make it make it part of your life make it fit and that goes the same with diet it's like don't just overhaul your diet and be like i am never eating any chocolate any sweets no carbs ever forever Mm. because you're not you're not going to do that i mean you might i don't know but realistically you're not going to do that and you're going to have a miserable time It's like no i'm actually gonna drink more water eat more vegetables and eat less of your stuff but you're probably still going to eat it so it's it is like you know it's like pick something that you like and make it fit into your life so that you like think long term with it yeah and so you'll still be doing it in a year
0: yeah that's a good idea and like 2021 like january new year new me all that stuff it's kind of like the perfect opportunity to sort of form a new exercise type habit i know people do exercise to lose weight i've been doing it to keep fit sort of turned fat into muscle i mean i didn't have much fat but like turn yeah. it into turn it into muscle so that i'm heavier um but yeah i think um, what about tips for exercise for people who maybe want to push themselves like have you got any challenges or things that people could do you're so right by the way about that like if you're not going to stick to it if you don't enjoy it because i started that 30 day app challenge and I'm still, like, <laughs> I'm still pressing the button that I've done it just to get the, woohoo, you've done it, but I'm not doing it. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just, although I did notice when I did all the sit-ups, I did notice like a bit of definition, but then it's just hard to form the habit if it's not fitting into your routine, like you said. But yeah, have you got any tips or challenges for exercise? Um, I think it depends what you do. I think hopefully
1: 2021, there'll be more events on for people and mm-hmm. um, there have been quite a few virtual events that have been quite cool and hopefully i think some of the companies that do those they'll do them because like there's um a local like um sports store towards the endurance store and they do um a lot of normally big events like, like marathons and half marathons in lake district and such thing and they've done virtual events this year of like um getting people to do like 50 kilometers in like a week or whatever it was i can't remember the exact details but that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and i think actually that that's really good if you want to just push yourself but just be like i want to see how i get on with this like signing up for an event and then you know because i did we signed up for a half marathon i did it for my 30th birthday normal people go
0: to parties yeah, but, I, what did often. was that when? Is, was that when you were going out with Chris? Well I mean you're still going out with Chris. He is still here. Yeah yeah we've been together <laughs> almost
1: eleven years. But
0: is that when you told him not to talk to you for a week so then you'd have stuff to talk about on the run? Yeah yeah. Yeah yeah
1: because yeah. like as as I've said before I'm not a natural runner and I'm just not that into it. But I wanted to challenge myself because I'm not a runner mm-hmm. and we picked a very hilly Half marathon in the Lake District, so it was hard, and yeah, I just we did all these long runs on a Sunday, and you'd be out for like three hours, and you just need something to entertain you. So I'd be like, We need to not speak for a few weeks before this, so we've got stuff to say to each other to get us round, otherwise, we're going to be really bored.
0: Um, <laughs> How did he take that?
1: <laughs> he was all right, he got it, he's fine. He's, you know. we, love, we love Chris. Chris is he's quite relaxed you know he has to be to sort of you know he he deals with the nonsense he knew what he was getting himself
0: into yeah so he always calls me like little b because obviously like we as a family know chris and his family for many many years and he's sort of known me since i was a baby since i was born gosh and so he always calls me little b which is really sweet and i'm like hello big a i don't (laughs) i don't know what to call him (laughs) Um, but um yeah speaking of half marathons when i did yeah. mine in september what was going through your head when i told you that i had like four four weeks to train for it and i'd done no training prior um i mean firstly nothing
1: surprised me with you at all none of it just like of course that's what you do mm-hmm. uh, yeah sure whatever um and I think I actually said to you at the time you can absolutely get round this because in reality any one of us could get round it's Mm. it's in your head yeah and I know that as well it's it's in your head you've just got to want to get round I think I was more concerned about that like this is not advisable to train for a half marathon in four weeks because of the risk of injury and I was like I need to make sure I do everything I can because I would have hated for you to have got, like, I know you had a bit of a niggle at the end, but nothing that stopped you from doing it. I hated you to have got to just before the start line Mm -hmm. and been, like, barely able to walk because then you wouldn't have got round because you wouldn't have been able to. So it's just like, yeah, we just need to make sure she's fit enough to get round. Like, the actual running was all in your head. And you're tough enough to do that.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I remember like, well, I trained, I did my program and I was like running every other day and having a rest day and then at the weekend, or oh, when Phil was off work, I wouldn't run because Phil's not a, a He's not a runner. Um, neither am I, to be fair, but yeah. I'll, no. You People, are now. Yeah, people are like, Oh, are people going to train with you and run with you? And I was thinking, at first, me and my friend did run together, but then I got it, I found it distracting. So I went on my own with my headphones in and I'd do like 10 miles, eight miles, blah, blah, blah. Um, And I enjoyed it. Like, I, I didn't enjoy the running, but I enjoyed sort of being in the country because it was when it was warm in August, and September. And then I remember on the actual day, well, then I injured my, my foot and mm-hmm. got that strapped up. But then on the actual day, I remember. I did the first 5k very fast, too fast. And then with, with someone. And then I did the rest of it on my own, like on the canal, I kind of walked it because of the terrain and I could just see myself falling into this murky canal. And I was like, that's a health hazard. I'm not going to do that. So then I kept running. And then when I stopped and I, cause I'd done a bit on my own. So I think I was a bit in my head. I like, I, th- I had some jelly tots and a drink and I threw up. And then the next bit was really tough mentally. Then I threw up again and then I carried on. But I think it was you, wasn't it? Like I would bought these energy gels and I tried it like two yeah. days before the race and it just didn't do my guts yeah. any good. No. And you were like, you should have started training with them from the start. I was like, oh, that's how they were.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've got to trial them because like, Particularly with running, I, I imagine it's the same for other sort of endurance type events and whatever. What works for one person works for another. Mm-hmm. So I might, I mean, I ran on uh, chocolate Kendall cake That's what I used myself for my half marathon. Nice. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, I think it was purely the reason I signed up, actually, just to get away with eating it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you've got to trial them because what would work for you doesn't work for me. And you've got to know that because there'd be nothing worse than showing up on race day and finding out it's not for you.
0: No, I was glad it was out of my system by that time because, like, you cu- I couldn't even knock on people's doors who I knew and be like, "Can I just use your toilet?" There'd been no hope. Uh, <laughs> although I think I did a wild wee at some point. I wasn't gonna do sort of the Paula Radcliffe wee on my leg, but like I did, I did do a wild wee. Before. a wild wave. <laughs> yeah you know a wee way sort of
1: yeah yeah i know it's just you made it sound way more exotic than just (laughs) i had a pee in a bush (laughs) there's
0: been a few times where you know well (laughs) i'm not going into this actually (laughs)
1: yeah it's fine but we're going with country girl we've all been there it's fine (laughs) Mm,
0: yeah definitely um I just want to quickly tell, share the story of the time where I think it's the time
1: have mm. <laughs> I, mean, oh, I don't I, even want to know where this is going. I'm at, sure it was what?
0: the first time I ever met you. Oh, no. And it was at um, one of our little mini Steve Fests in the field. Was that the first time I met you? I was a bit of, a, uh, I was at that annoying age possibly. where I didn't, I didn't quite realise you didn't like, didn't enjoy children's company a lot at that time. And I think I like stuck to you and Chris like glue that whole evening.
1: Mm.
0: Was it that first time? Maybe I was like four. Possibly. Yeah.
1: Well I was gonna say if me and Chris have been together almost eleven years, then I probably met you. Earlier. Almost ten years ago, yeah. Gosh. Yeah.
0: So then um that's half my life ago, that.
1: <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Alright. So you know <laughs>
0: um, but and I remember I don't there was the fire that was going, like in the field. And then, um, I remember there was like a bucket of water. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? And I, re- I remember like, yeah. oh, we were just sat chatting and I cannot remember to life me what we were chatting about. And then I, re- I think I went to stand up, but it was dark and I stood up into the bucket of water and then was like, oh dear, like wet my feet. But then, so I, I came back, did, did what I needed to do, came and sat back down and put my feet back in the bucket of water. <laughs> I, I think yeah. at that point you were like, She's just as weird as me, I
1: quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, ah, another person just hopeless at stuff. Yeah, seemingly very competent and like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so to finish, have you, if people want to get in touch with you or are interested in personal training, what's your availability like or what are you? Yeah.
1: How do people contact you? Um yeah, I've got some sp- I have got some space in the new year, one-to-one, and a few spaces in classes, if anyone is a horse rider that's listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, my website is www.equestrianfitness.co.uk. That's all one word. And then my social media where I, I mean, I guess that's where you find out what I'm about because I am myself on there. like there's no <coughs> pretending to be a poser or anything. I am just me on there. Um, I am Facebook, Equestrian Fitness Nicola, and Instagram is Nicola underscore
0: Equestrian Fit, I think. I'm pretty sure it's Nicola underscore Equestrian Fitness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, if anyone listening is inspired, wants to get fit, wants to train, or a horse rider out there who wants more information or to take part in a class you know give Nicola a contact thanks so much for joining me it's been a wonderful wonderful chat to get in touch with Nicola you can find her on instagram at Nicola underscore equestrian fitness where she posts most of her information or she has a website www.equestrianfitness.co.uk Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. To keep up to date with all things from a Lancashire Lass, follow on Facebook and Instagram at From a Lass.